result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Yo, I'll literally be doing anything but start recording an episode. Like, I'll just sit here for a fucking hour doing absolutely nothing and staring at the fucking camera and <laughs> playing music. What's up, sluts? It is me, Minky Dillon, and welcome back to another episode of Pulse Pounding. I sat down today and I thought to myself, do I even remember how to do this? It's been weeks since I sat down and recorded anything. I got super sick and I didn't put out an episode. Then I put out the Paris Ray interview, which I had already done like weeks before. So I just edited it and put that up. And then this past week, I went to the dirty New Jersey for Easter. I'm still trying to scrub the germs off of me. And I'm still unsure if I am glowing from the tap water or the shower that I took there. <laughs> because something is in the New Jersey water. There is no way that those people act the way that they do just by fucking coincidence or just by their environment. There is something in the water that makes them the crazy people that they are. So after I came back from Easter, I just was so distraught, stressed. I was experiencing PTSD from being in that state. <laughs> And I couldn't bring myself to fucking record anything. So here we are finally back. And I don't know if I even remember how to do this. So we're going to find out. I have had enough internet today. I popped on Instagram this morning and I saw a video. The first thing I saw on my fucking feed, I don't even know on what kind of account it was that I was following. I see this man who has no limbs, right? He has no arms. He has no legs. And he is showing this journey of him getting his prosthetics and learning how to walk on them. He's got like some kind of robotic arms, right? And as the video progresses, he's getting stronger and stronger at using his new titanium limbs or whatever the fuck they are. And then he's running the track, running the track and exercising, which made me feel like an absolute piece of shit that I haven't been in the gym. But this guy with no legs and a robotic replacement is running around a fucking track, staying in shape. And I thought to myself, I don't know whether to feel sorry for him or whether to be angry at him. Did he lose these limbs in combat? <laughs> Were these limbs blown off in the tour in Iraq? Or was this man, a 16-year-old asshole, blowing off fireworks in the middle of the street, blowing off his arms and his legs? Can, can you provide some context, please? Provide some context. This is the first thing I see when I wake up this morning and I go on Instagram. I spend an hour not on my phone. That's my new rule. One hour of not on my phone unless my Gmail has given me a notification and there may be a serious email in there for me to respond to. Other than that, no phone for an hour that I'm first awake. Get your shit together. Make some coffee. Do some self-reflecting. Think of something positive. You know, put, put your day together because shit like this will ruin my fucking mood for the day. This is the first thing I saw when I woke up and I looked at my phone today and I didn't know how to feel because I just wanted to see something that would make me smile. And now I couldn't decide if I felt sorry for this man or if I was angry at him. Please provide some fucking context in these sad videos. Thank you. It's been a wild week. I've learned some new things this week. There is a kid at my job who is from Spain and he speaks four languages. He speaks French. He speaks some weird language I've never heard of in my life. Um, he speaks Spanish and he speaks English. So I had him teaching me how to say, show me your dick and are you a top in French? 
<laughs> as if I have any kind of trip to France planned anytime soon. But you know what? When I get there, I will be well prepared. Do I remember how to say any of the stuff I asked him for? No, but I'm going to have to put it in writing so I can practice. I went to get my car inspected this week, and that is always a bunch of fucking drama. It's just like nonstop from the second you get there till the second you leave. I don't know why. It's supposed to be easy. Just here's my $40. Run the little fucking machine through. They make it such a process. So I leave from getting my car inspected and I was in such a rush because I had to go to traffic court to pay a ticket. Big surprise, me in traffic court. What else is new? So I leave and I go to the gas station and I can't find my phone. And I'm like, oh no, did I leave my phone on the roof? What did I do with my phone? I put my phone down on the roof to pay the guy. Oh, that's what happened. I didn't have cash. He told me it was cash only, which like, what? (laughs) What world are we living in? That the place you go to get your car inspected, this fucking body shop or whatever it is, mechanic, is cash only. So I had to go to the gas station to go to the ATM to get cash. So I put my phone down on the roof for some stupid fucking reason of my car to pay him. And then he told me that I could only pay with cash. So I had to run over to the gas station and get cash. I come back and I'm like, oh, fucking no. Where is my phone? The last place I remember having my phone was on the roof. So I'm looking around the fucking street. I'm in the middle of the main road, fucking Montauk Highway, and I'm looking around for my phone. And then I realized by the time I got back, thinking that it was gone forever or run over, that it was actually on my front fucking seat the whole time. So joke's on me. Court is always a nightmare when you have to pay a ticket, right? Because you can't call to get any information. The best you can do is go on the website and look at their frequently fucking asked questions that don't do a goddamn thing for you. But if you have a question that is not on that website, you are not getting an answer unless you drive to fucking court because nobody answers the phone. And if someone does answer the phone, it's a fucking inmate. And what are they going to do to help me? So I go to court because last year I got a ticket for driving with no insurance. Did I have insurance at the time? Of course I did. Did I still get the ticket anyway? Absolutely. fucking lutely because sometimes cops are nice and sometimes cops are douchebags. So I got pulled over for whatever fucking reason I don't even remember because I didn't get a ticket for anything else. Oh, I think it was the inspection that I finally got. <laughs> Whoop. So he asked to see my fucking registration insurance license whole thing, right? So I go to get the insurance card out of the glove compartment And I realized that I can't find it. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. It was in there at some point. Did the fucking dust bunnies in my car eat it? I don't know. Where the fuck did it go? So I'm like, oh, I can't find it. Just give me a second. I'll pull it up on my app on my phone. Like I can show you the insurance card through the app, which is like fucking standard now. I don't know anybody that still prints out a piece of paper and puts it in their fucking glove compartment in 2023. You pull up your fucking Geico app or whatever the fuck you have and you show them your insurance card. So he's like, okay, I'll be right back. So I pull it up on my app. I got it ready to go. He comes back with a fucking ticket for driving with no insurance. I looked at him and I said, I have the fucking insurance card right here. We just talked about this. What is going on here? He was like, oh, well, you can go to court and they'll drop it if you show them proof that you had insurance. What the fuck was the point of that? What the fuck was the point of this conversation or giving this fucking ticket to reach some sort of quota? Thanks a lot, you fucking pain in my ass. So whatever, I went to court. Now, because it's driving with no insurance, even though I had insurance, it's a fucking criminal offense. So instead of going to regular traffic court, you have to go to fucking criminal court with the rest of the degenerates. So I went through that whole process. They make you go back like fucking three times because they just like to waste your time. I'm convinced they want to waste your time and ruin your fucking day and make you come back there as many times as they can to fucking punish you on top of the $4 million fine with $8,000 in fees that you have to pay once you're done. So I went back there three fucking times because the proof of insurance letter that I had sent from the insurance company three fucking times. Each time just wasn't good enough. There was always something missing. 
I don't understand how the people at these insurance companies don't understand what they need to put in this fucking letter for you to have proof of insurance at a fucking court. Don't you do this shit every goddamn day? Am I the first person in America to need a fucking proof of insurance letter that you can't get it right the first time? Why do I have to provide you the information that the court needs in the state of New York? Why don't you know this already? So whatever, I went through that whole thing and then it was like 350 fucking dollars that I didn't want to let go of that day out of principle because I was pissed. And I was like, can I pay this online at some point? And they were like, no, we don't do that. 2023, you can't pay a fucking fee online for court. So I go back now to pay it on the last fucking day (laughs) to give you like six months to pay it if you don't pay it on the day that you get quote unquote convicted of this serious crime. So I go back on the literal last day, last minute, everything. It's the last day before they fucking come after you and try to arrest you at your house if you don't pay. it. So I go to court and I go up to the window. I go through the fucking metal detector, the whole drama. I get to the window. and There's nobody there. Every single window is closed. It's like fucking 2 p.m. on a weekday. For some reason, I didn't realize that they go out to lunch very late there. So I had no idea what time they were coming back. Every window was closed. There's like a million people waiting there to pay for shit or whatever. So I go back downstairs to the court officers that check you in at the front door. You put your shit in the fucking basket. You go through the metal detector and you go on your way. Like I said, sometimes cops are nice. Sometimes cops are fucking douchebags. This guy was a douchebag. So I come back down because there is not one fucking sign that says anything but out to lunch. Like this is a fucking cell phone store and they'll be back in 15. It just says out to fucking lunch with no time that they're going to be back. So I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? Sit here for fucking four hours and hope that someone shows up? No, fuck that. So I walk downstairs. I walk up to the cop and I said, excuse me. Do you know what time they come back for lunch at the cashier window? And he said, uh-huh, I do. Stopped there. Just looked at me. Stopped there, staring at me. We're eyes locked for a good 30 seconds. And I looked at him and I said, well, you want to let me know what time that is? What the fuck is wrong with you? What kind of person looks at you and doesn't respond to your question? What kind of person responds in such an obnoxious way without too many words? It was the most obnoxious fucking response I could have received to that question. Yes, I do just staring at me like a fucking asshole. So I said, well, you want to tell me what time that is? I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused here. So it was about like a half hour away. So I sit in my car and fucking, you know, chain smoke and drink coffee and scream at the wind and think about how much I fucking hate my life that I'm even in this situation. <laughs> and then I go back up to pay, right? So I'm standing on this line. Everyone in court is very aggressive. Everyone's in a rush. Everyone wants to get the fuck out of there. Do I blame them? No. Everyone's got their kids. I don't understand for the life of me if you're going to court why you bring your wife and your child. Put your wife in the house with your toddler and call it a fucking day and deal with your business unless you're going to prison. I do not understand why there are four toddlers running around the line of the cashier window at the fucking criminal courthouse. It drives me up a wall. Everyone's angry. Everyone's talking about who was in line first, who didn't know that they were supposed to be standing over here, who's been sitting down for an hour. At the end of the day, there's 10 fucking people. How long is it going to take for them to get through this? 10, 20 minutes? You've already been here for a fucking hour and a half. What's another 10 minutes? Calm the fuck down. So I go up to the window and I said, I'm just here to pay. I don't know what all this drama is going on over here. They sent me back to another window because even though I had my fucking license, my social security number, a blood sample if they needed it, That's not good enough. You still got to go to the window and get some stupid ass printout saying that you committed a crime so that they can charge you a million dollars for it. 
I go to the window, I give her my jail sentence, and she rings me up, and I paid with my card. She's giving me the drama about all the fees that it's going to cost me now to now process a credit card, because it's not enough that they charge you the amount for your fine, plus an $88 surcharge. What does that mean? For what reason? Plus another fee for processing. And now on top of that, you have to pay an extra 3% for the credit card fee. So a $350 fine is up like another $100. It's absolutely insane. And then after all that, you still can't get the fucking roads to not have potholes. You still can't get them to pay for the tire that they essentially stuck their fucking dick in and fucked it off your car because they don't fill the potholes and they can't keep up with the roads with all this money that they make for bullshit. Mind you, that was the price for the fucking inspection ticket because the no insurance ticket got dropped because obviously I had proof of insurance after four fucking letters. So now I'm paying all this money just for not having my car inspected versus the $40 that it would have cost me to just do it. Did I learn my lesson? Let's fucking hope so. So I'm standing at this window and she rings me up. She tells me the total and it's like $50 more than it says on the paper because the paper includes all the fees minus the processing fee. So I said, are you sure that's the right number? Because I'm pretty sure it was this number. She looks at the thing and she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I charged you the wrong amount. Hang on. I got to get a supervisor and I have to void the charge and recharge you. Of course. Of course, my luck is that they overcharge me. Of course, my luck couldn't be that they undercharged me by 50 to $100. And now I got to sit here for another 15 fucking minutes watching the goddamn toddlers run around in circles, screaming and crying at nothing that's happening around them. While I wait for the supervisor to void this charge and redo it, I got the fuck out of there and I said, I'm never coming back here. I don't even want to drive a vehicle anymore at the risk of getting pulled over for absolutely nothing and have to come back to this courthouse. I would rather put pins in my dick hole than come back here and watch this situation ever happen again. I swear, New York State makes everything so fucking difficult. And just to circle back, as the corporates say, maybe I'll move to the fucking dirty New Jersey because I heard you only get your car inspected there once every two years. <laughs> And things are much cheaper and quicker in fucking New Jersey. All right. Do you guys want to talk about sex? <coughs> Woo! Time to talk about sex. Wait, how did I know you were going to say yes? How did I know the sluts of Pulse Pounding were going to say yes? By the way, someone messaged me recently and told me that I'm supposed to make up some sort of like pet name for the listeners, the way that these pop stars do for their fucking fan bases. And I think that's stupid as shit. I wanted to call everyone the Pussy Pounders, <laughs> but I was told that was inappropriate and you can't put that on a t-shirt. And I'm always thinking in the future, I'm always thinking ahead and you cannot put Pussy Pounders on the t-shirt and expect people to buy it and wear it. So are we settling on the Pounders for the time being? I don't know. I think that's fucking stupid, but it also sounds kind of sexual. So I think I'm kind of with it. We'll see what happens. Send me a message or leave me a comment or some kind of shit. On if you think that is a fitting name or if you have a better idea, I am accepting that. I will credit it and I will write you a check once it's on the t-shirt. Okay, so last time we talked about sexual stuff, I was telling you how I was off all of these fucking apps. I can't stand the grinder. I can't stand the Tinder. I don't even know what else exists. Apparently, there's a lot more, right? I had been off of that shit for like a solid month, six weeks, whatever, since I had used that stuff use that stuff. It sounds like a fucking tampon or a really bad medication. <laughs> but since I had been on all that shit, it had been a solid month or more 
when I told you guys some of the stories. And then I started telling the stories of what was going on on there about the guy who was undercover, apparently knew me, and I made the fake fucking profile to catch him and see who he was and all the shit that's going on on the grinder. And you people, okay, the pounders. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Anyway, you people, the listeners of this podcast, were like, mm, more of this. Tell us more stories. We want to hear more about this. So I'm going to blame you for what happened in this story I'm about to tell you. Because you people, yes, I said it. You people made me go back on these fucking pieces of shit douchebag dating apps with all these losers who don't even show their face because they're so far in the closet and so paranoid that their sister's boyfriend's cousin is one of these gays that is going to see a picture of them and tell everyone that they've been sucking dick on the low. So this story all started with LA Fitness. And if you are a listener of this podcast, you know LA Fitness was my 25-year-old, now 26-year-old potential friend with benefits who I had been hanging out with and may have lightly hooked up with one time but did not engage in any penetration. <laughs> so, my best friend's on vacation. She goes to Disney with my niece and her sisters, and I can't go, and I'm very upset about it. But I did decide that this was going to be my weekend to have sexual relations. Why? I don't know. I just decided it was time. Mind you, she calls me from vacation while she's ordering drinks half drunk, and that is just rude. Like, do not call me ordering drinks out loud in earshot of the phone on vacation, having a great time on the beach by the pool when I'm not allowed to come on this vacation because I have to work my piece of shit job to pay my bills. Fuck you. Don't call me. Call me at night and tell me that you're hungover and miserable and you want to die. That's what I want to hear when I cannot go on the vacation with you. So obviously, you know, Rachel lives upstairs for me. So I'm not having wild sex with strangers in this home in earshot of my best friend because that is just weird. And I don't want that to happen. So I hit up my friends with benefits kind of potentially ish. And I said, house to myself this weekend. Let's get this show on the road. Got to get back on the horse. Like, get, let's put on the saddle. Like, let's roll. I want to ride something and it's not a stallion. So I hit him up and I was like, do you want to hang out this weekend? Now, mind you, I've hung out with this person probably like six times. We've done a bunch of shit. We've hung out. We've smoked. We went to dinner a few times. Great time. Good person. Definitely not someone that I would ever want to date. He's too young for me. Too much of a hoe. And, you know, like it's just not somebody that I could see myself with in a serious situation. And as I said in the episode where we first talked about this, that is the perfect recipe for a friends with benefits where you will not catch feelings for that person. Someone that you are attracted to, that you enjoy hanging out with, but you do not want to date for whatever reason. Whatever red flags you see, do not run into them. Do not run into them like a fucking bull. Run in the opposite direction after you have sex with them a few times. So I hit him up and said, house to myself this weekend. Let's get on the saddle. Now, mind you, we had been texting like over the course of a couple weeks with the flirtatious shit. Like this isn't a situation where I was unsure if this person wanted to hook up. I was well aware that we were both on the same page. So I hit him up like two days before. I wanted to hang out on like a Friday. I hit him up on a Wednesday. These texts rolled over into Thursday, the day before. And I was like, so what's the deal? Do you want to hang out or what? And he was like, I'll let you know tomorrow morning. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know if you want to make plans with someone for 24 hours from now. You have to let me know in the morning. What do you think this is? 
even a hotel gets booked in advance. If you're going to come over here for some kind of session, you got to book that shit in advance. I want the payment up front. That was the first thing that pissed me off. So then I wake up the next morning thinking that this is going to be the day where I jump back on the saddle. Now, mind you, I haven't had sex in months since my breakup. I hadn't had sex the last couple months that we were still living together, but we had already broken up. So it had been a solid amount of time that I'm not used to. It's also really like annoying. Does anyone have a problem with post-breakup sex? It's so fucking annoying when you're in a relationship with someone and you're having such good sex all the time. And then all of a sudden that's not there anymore. Not only is the consistency of the sex being gone fucking annoying, but when it's the greatest sex you've ever had with another person all the time for years of a relationship. And then all of a sudden that's not there. And you know, it's a terrible idea to do it when you're not together anymore. That is the worst fucking feeling because going into having sex with someone new is already uncomfortable for me, at least. I don't want to get naked in front of someone new, especially right now, let alone wondering if you're going to like match up, right? Like everyone has a different style of the way they do things. Like, am I going to like that or am I not? And then I have my own style of the way I do things. And is that person going to like that? I don't know. Well, I mean... (laughs) If we're talking about riding a dick, I think I'm doing fine. So sometimes you just don't know what to expect. Is it going to be fine? Is it going to flow well? Is there going to be a good vibe there? Is it going to be comfortable or is it going to be weird? I don't know. The mind is a crazy thing. You can fucking psych yourself out about shit. Now, the grinder is going to tie into this story. The grinder is a crazy place. I like to call it leg grind. (laughs) There's a bunch of people on there who are fucking crazy. We talked about how... There's people on there with girlfriends who are hiding their face and expect you to come over after five minutes of having a conversation and blow their wieners or sit on their face without having seen what they look like. It's the strangest thing in the world to me. Men in the closet are the most, they suffer from some sort of psychosis and they need to figure that out because it's absolute insanity. This one guy messaged me. Now, mind you, I had just gotten back into this situation, the grind, because of you fucking people. And this is what I had to deal with thanks to you people. This man tells me he has a girlfriend, okay? And she doesn't know that he is blowing men on the side Um, And he's just trying to figure himself out. So he's trying to paint this picture as if it's not wrong that he's cheating (laughs) because he's just trying to figure himself out. So I responded and I said, well, I'm sorry, I don't sleep with people who are in a relationship like it's bad karma. It's not nice. I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. Like, I don't fucking do that shit. I don't sleep with people who are in a relationship. He responded to me and said, well, we can stay awake. We don't have to sleep. And I started cracking the fuck up laughing before I blocked him forever. That was so clever. I almost wasn't even mad at him anymore. I almost wasn't even judging the fact that he is such a piece of shit loser for cheating on his girlfriend with men on the side because that was so fucking funny. We could stay awake. We don't have to sleep. Very clever. If he was single, I probably would have sat on his face just for that. I actually engaged in that conversation for a little bit because I was so interested in the logic and the psychology. And I just started asking him questions like a therapist, like, how long have you been with your girlfriend? How long have you been sleeping with boys on the side? How long do you plan that this is going to go on? Why don't you just break up with her and explore yourself being single? Because you won't be a piece of shit that way. What do you expect if you want to get serious with this woman? He had been with her for like a bunch of months. It was coming up on a year. And I was like, well, what are you going to do if you continue to progress and get serious? Like, 
like, are you planning on eventually getting married to a woman? Are you thinking about maybe this could be the person for you? Are you going to pop a fucking ring out and ask this bitch to marry you? And she has no idea that you've been sucking dick on the side. It is so strange to me, the logic that people will spin their mind in circles to explain themselves and rationalize this disgusting poor behavior because somehow they're the victim of their own confusion. It doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to go out there and try to figure yourself out and experiment and whatever, why are you dragging someone else along that has no idea what you're doing on the side who probably thinks that you're being loyal to them and is probably being loyal to you, unless she's a fucking piece of shit too. I don't know her from all in the wall, but probably not. You know, like it's just so stupid. Also, before I got back on any of these fucking apps, some random man added me on the Snapchat, okay? Random man I had never seen before in my life and says, hey, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who's this motherfucker? And he says, I'm so-and-so from Grindr. And I said, that's crazy because I'm not on there. And he's like, you just sent me pictures of yourself. And I'm like, no, the fuck I didn't. What are you talking about? So he starts sending me screenshots of this conversation with my pictures. And I'm like, this is unreal. Like, this cannot be real. If people who use other people's pictures, which is a very common thing, let me explain that if you're not a homosexual, there's a ton of people who will just, for whatever reason, take other people's pictures to have conversations with strangers and pretend that they're that person in the conversation. Why? What that, that does for them? I don't know. It's crazy to me. However, it's always really hot people. So I'm reading this conversation and I am like, I am nowhere near attractive enough to be someone's catfish pictures. So I don't know what's going on here. I'm kind of aggravated, but I think I'm more so flattered. And that was very good for my ego. So thank you so much. The kicker, though, is that he says he's from San Diego. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm in New York. And he said that he is from San Diego. And someone who was a couple miles away was having this conversation with him, sending the these pictures of me. Where did they get those from? I am 3,000 miles away. How far is California? Is it 3,000 or is it 2,000? Somewhere in between. That was the craziest shit that has happened in months. And it was such a good ego boost. And I feel very confident now. Okay. So there's like a million people on my Snapchat. Like I said, I am a sexting slut. I am not sleeping around with a bunch of people, but I love the nudes. Send all the dick pics my way. I send ass pics like they're fucking going out of style. Someone's going to post one on the internet at some point and everyone's going to see it. And you know what? My ass will look fucking fabulous because I have a great ass and I take it from the best angles and every ass pic I've ever sent is top notch. So you're welcome. So there's a million people that I've added on Snapchat and then sometimes I get sick of them and I just like delete them or block them. <laughs> Thank God I don't have a therapist because she would, uh, he or she would not be happy. So LA Fitness texts me on Friday morning. I wake up to a text that says, hey, I can't hang out tonight. And I'm like over his shit at this point, you know, don't like talk me up like you want to hang out so bad and give me this fucking like run around and this bullshit with like the guilt trip where you're like, oh, you don't want to hang out with me like that whole shit. Yes, I do. I'm just fucking busy. And now I finally want to hang out. And for some reason, you can't make it on a Friday night. Okay, no problem. Mind you, he is a big slut, right? So we had a conversation at dinner one night when we were getting to know each other. And I had gotten the idea based on things that he said that he like hooks up with people all the time. And he's like having sex with a bunch of randoms, which again, I don't care because I don't have any intent or feelings for this person. I want nothing serious. So it doesn't bother me like it would if I was interested in pursuing something that might piss me off. 
So I'm like interested and intrigued because I'm not a super slut and I want to hear all about it. So I'm like, all right, well, tell me some stories. Like how many people you fuck in a week? So he starts telling me all these stories at dinner one night. This is months ago. And he was looking at me weird. Like he didn't know if he should have said as much as he said. And I looked at him and I was like, it's fine. Like, I'm not upset at all. You don't get it. Like, we owe each other nothing. This is like funny to me. So then the next day, (laughs) I locked myself out of my phone because I changed my password when I was high and I couldn't get back into my phone. I exhausted every option. I did every fucking numerical sequence I could think of to try to break myself into my phone. At one point, I had put in so many wrong passwords that it said like, try again in eight and a half hours. I didn't know what the fuck to do. And Apple can't help you. Like, If you lock yourself out, they are not going to open your phone for you. I know they can. I know they're lying when they say there's no way they can, but they won't do it, which is like comforting i guess is security wise but what the fuck's the difference your nudes and your shit and your phone and your credit card information it's all being stolen by facebook and on the fucking internet anyway you can find anything about anyone on the internet in six minutes like well just open my phone apple i locked myself out of it piece of shit so instead i had to reset my phone from the laptop with your like apple id and all this bullshit And then you have to restore your phone to factory settings and then restore your phone from your backup on the iCloud, right? So thank God I had the automatic backups on. But for some reason, I don't know if I had no more space or if my settings were fucked up. It was backed up from like four days prior. So anything that had happened between the four days where it backed up and when I locked myself out of my phone and reset it was gone. So I was missing text messages from all those days, right? So a whole day and night goes by of me locked out of my phone. I'm at work. I'm trying to break into it. I can't figure anything out. Now, this is the day after we had dinner and he told me all his sex stories of all the shit he's been doing. I'm locked out of my phone. I can see that he's texting me on like my lock screen, but I can't see what it says. So I finally get back into my phone. I go to sleep. I wake up and he's texting me and he's like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, Matt, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't answer any of my text messages yesterday. First of all, how many text messages did you send me yesterday? And what was the context? So I explained, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I locked myself out of my phone. I had to reset it. I was out of my phone all day and night. I couldn't get into it. Why? What did you text me? And he's like, oh, nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean nothing? Send me a screenshot. Was it important? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. So I don't know what kind of crazy shit he was texting me thinking that I wanted to like dead him and never talk to him again because he told me he's like banging a bunch of people. But that was not the case. So that was months ago. So now fast forward, he texts me on Friday morning, says he can't make it. Literally two hours later, like just a couple hours later, at this point, I had woken up, read that message, thought to myself that he could go fuck himself, whatever. Oh, the point of why I told you that he's a super slut is because he gets like weird when I say something about being a super slut, which I'm not, but I'll make these like jokes, which are half serious and half not. We'll get into that later where I'm like, Oh, I want to be a slut for the summer. Like I want to bang a bunch of strangers. And he's like, what do you mean strangers? And I'm like, you know, like not people off the street, but like, I want to do whatever I want to do. If I want to hook up with the fucking person, I don't know that I just met. I want to be able to do that. I've never been single for an extended period of time since I was like 20 years old. You know, like I never had that hoe phase that everybody talks about and I'm going to fucking do it now. He gets like weird about that. So he'll tell me these stories about being a super slut and I'm like laugh and then I'll say something about not even actually doing something and he gets like weird judgy about it. And I don't fucking like that. Don't be a hypocrite. 
don't play both sides of the coin, as they say. So he texts me Friday morning and says he can't make it. I hadn't even showered yet. It must have been like an hour or two later. I was just like putzing around the house, drinking coffee, like getting my day started. I get a message on Snapchat from this person that I had added weeks before. We had like a conversation or two and then it just died. And I just left him on my Snapchat. I never unadded him or whatever. I get a message that says, I think your boyfriend is on Grinder." Now, here I am thinking it's hot chocolate, right? And I'm like, this motherfucker, he's out there fucking other people. When in reality, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want and we're not together. I broke up with him. He can do whatever he want. But if it was hot chocolate, I would have been fucking pissed. It would have been a totally different situation. So I'm messaging this guy back and I'm like, oh, we're thanks for looking out or whatever, but like we're not together anymore. Wasn't that evident by the fact that you added me on Snapchat like three or four weeks ago and we had a conversation? Like, do you think I'd be fucking doing that if I had a boyfriend? But then I remember that everyone's a piece of shit, like I fucking said before. And of course, people are doing that. Somehow it came up about the person's ethnicity in a way that was organic, like referring to what they looked like. And it wasn't a black guy. So obviously it wasn't hot chocolate. So I'm like, who the fuck is he talking about? So he sends me a screenshot of the person he's having a conversation with. And I'm reading the conversation. And it's a very sexual conversation with very explicit pictures talking about hanging out. And I'm reading back and forth between like, oh, looks great. All the explicit shit. I'm not going to fucking repeat. Do you want to hang out later? And then the person who responded to him said, yeah, I'm free tonight or tomorrow. It was fucking LA fitness. I zoom in on the picture and I see his face and I see his wiener. And I'm like, this motherfucker canceled plans on hanging out for me to ride that dick. And then is on leg grind talking to a bunch of strangers about possibly having sex later this evening. And I was fucking livid. Not livid because I care about what this person is doing. Not upset because I feel slighted in any way. But how fucking dare you act like poor you. I don't want to hang out with you. I ignore you. I'm mad at you. I'm judging you when none of those things are true. And then we're finally supposed to hang out and do the thing. And you cancel for nothing. You cancel for no reason to make plans with some strange man to put your wiener in his BH. You know what that stands for? So while I wasn't personally hurt and I was not crying over this on my couch, I was like, this person's dead to me. (laughs) Is that extreme? I don't know. I don't care. You are fucking dead to me. Do not waste my time. I am not putting my time and my effort into anyone or anything that is not worth it. And a friends with benefits situation, I don't have expectations. I'm not one of those weird stage five clingers, right? However, whatever you're doing with whoever you're doing it with requires respect for that person. And I treat people with respect regardless of whether it's someone I'm just hooking up with, whether it's someone I'm in a relationship, whether it's the person behind me online at fucking 7-Eleven and I hold the door like a gentleman. I treat people with respect unless you give me a reason not to or unless you're a fucking asshole. So I expect the same thing in return. I'm not wasting my time hooking up with people 
who are not going to respect you as a person, your time, whatever. Don't tell me one thing and then do another. The last thing I can fucking tolerate, I can take you no types of serious if you are someone who is like flip-flopping and wishy-washy. I don't like that, but I'm gonna... <laughs> I have no time for the bullshit. I am not with the fuck shit. So then I'm thinking to myself, how does this person even know that I know LA Fitness? What even made you think to send me this conversation and then... I asked him, I said, how did you know that I even know this person? And he said, oh, you posted him on your story once. And then I remembered that I posted a picture of LA Fitness on my Snapchat story when we were out having like a late night dinner and I like took a picture of what I was eating or a video and I panned up and he was in it. And then I thought to myself, what a fucking stalker this guy is that I talked to a few times that he remembered that I posted this random person on my story once, at least three weeks prior, at the least, and messaged me about it thinking it was my boyfriend. So I immediately fucking blocked him because that's like weird stalker shit. If I saw somebody on somebody something one time, I don't think I would fucking remember to, to call them out on it. No, thank you, weirdo. So LA Fitness is officially dead to me. <laughs> The plot will thicken at some point. So I stopped responding. He like Snapchatted me a few more times, like responding to my story or like sending me messages. And I just like left him on red a bunch of times. So then I unadded him because I saw a picture of him out in the city and he looked real cute. And I was a little drunk and I was like, I don't need to be fucking messaging this person and getting back involved in this business when I'm trying to make a fucking statement. So I unadded him on Snapchat. At some point, there will come a time where he's going to reach out and wonder why I never fucking responded and never texted him again. And I'm deciding in my head, do I want to tell him the truth or does that look like I'm bothered by it? Because I'm really not bothered by it in the sense of jealousy. Like, I knew you were out doing a bunch of fucking things, right? Like, I was fine with that. I don't like the bullshit. I don't like the fuck shit. Don't try to make plans with me a bunch of times that don't work out. And then I finally make plans with you and give you my time, which I don't have a lot of and is valuable. And then cancel or not show up or not want to hang out because you have no plans, clearly, and you're just looking to see what else is out there. I am nobody's second option, okay? That's number one. I don't play second choice to anyone, and I don't think that I'm something so fucking special. But if you are going to occupy my time, I am the option. Otherwise, I could just jerk off and go to bed. <laughs> I'm not desperate. I don't need to sit around waiting for someone to show up. So what did I do? I found more options. <laughs> As I'm saying, I should just jerk off and go to bed. That is not what I did. So I had like two or three other choices <laughs> that I had been texting with. And I was like thinking to myself, do I really want to just do it? Meaning the sex part? Or did I want to do it because it was LA Fitness, right? Like there was some kind of attraction, camaraderie, like connection. That's the word I'm looking for. It wasn't romantic, but there was some kind of connection I liked his personality. I liked spending time with him. I liked hanging out with him. Again, don't want to date him. But I feel like the reason I was ready to move on post-breakup sex-wise was because I was into it with him. And then I just tried to substitute it because I wanted to get it over with. I've made the mistake before after relationships with 
having sex with someone else too soon. And you know how people do that thing? Like they make that corny statement. Oh, you gotta get under somebody else to get over. That's not true. At least not for me. I'm not a super slut. So that doesn't work for me. If anything, having sex too quick with somebody who doesn't fucking matter almost makes things worse, you know? Cause afterwards I would feel like, oh, I, why did I do that? I didn't even really want to do that. That wasn't even anything important. Like it just made me feel worse. So I didn't want to make that mistake as a grown adult that I made in my twenties by rushing into something so soon and just trying to figure out anybody who I could do that with to get it over with. Because again, it is awkward. It's like a mental thing too. Like I'm not somebody who breaks up with people and gets back together all the time. This past relationship was the first time that I had broken up with somebody and then we came back together. So for me, I almost feel like once you sleep with someone else, it like solidifies that that relationship is over and something of the past. So that's scary too, you know? Obviously, I know it's over and I'm putting that in the past, but I'm still processing it a couple months later. You don't just put four years in the past or any amount of time that you really care about somebody so easily. It takes time to process. So I didn't want to rush into things. And then all of a sudden, I wanted to rush into things. So one of the other people that I was talking to, I hit up like real late. I was like, having a vodka in the house, like putzing around. I was like bitter for a second about LA fitness. And I was like, I'm going to ride someone's dick tonight. <laughs> so I hit up this guy. Let's call him. Hmm. What do we want to call him? Honestly, he had really blue eyes. And the first thing I thought of was blue suede shoes, <laughs> which I don't know how that correlates because he was not wearing blue or suede shoes, but we're going to roll with that. So blue suede shoes comes over at like three o'clock in the morning, right? And I go out to get him like outside of the gate because my apartment entrance is in the back of the house. So I go out to get him. He pulls up <laughs> and the red flag that like should have let me know that it was a sign that I, this is not what I should be doing was the fact that he had this really beautiful car while well, a truck and he pulls up and I look at the license plate and it is a mixture of letters and numbers spelling out his first name. And that is the whole license plate. His name is not Devin, but let's just use that as an example. Every letter of the name was spelled out, except the I was the number one. And that was the whole license plate. Corny, gay, fag shit, disgusting, terrible, poor judgment. Ew, what the fuck am I doing? I should have right then and there. I've been like, mm -mm, mm -mm. turn around, head back home. <laughs> so we go into the house and we were sitting on the couch i poured him a drink because i was having a couple of vodkas to get myself you know lubed up no pun intended but uh, you know i needed like a minute so we sit down we're on the couch whatever one thing leads to another of course and it honestly here's the thing it was fun right it was fun it was fine the vibe was cool it was a good time. But then afterwards, I, I felt the same way. I was kind of like, what was the point of that? Like, okay, I got over that hump <laughs> of feeling like I needed to get over the post-breakup sex weirdness and whatever. And now it's finally done. But at the same time, I was like, I, I, don't, mm, I, don't, I don't feel like I needed to do that. So I've come to realize after this situation that I am the kind of person who needs some sort of connection in order to enjoy intimacy with somebody, right? Like I can't just hook up with a random stranger. I can, like it's whatever, but it's not fulfilling. It doesn't really feel great after. Like I could have just done that myself in five minutes and went in the shower and went to bed. But instead I did that. And again, like it was fun. It was good, but it just wasn't necessary. 
And I think that I'm learning that I work a different way than other people and there's nothing wrong with either, but I need some sort of connection, even if it's not romantic. It's not something for me that I could just do off the cuff and I can, but I don't want to. So I'm not going to. Also, I pride myself on having really good game. I'm like quick with my words. Obviously I'm witty. I'm funny. Like I'm good at flirting. And I was so fucking awkward. I don't know if it's because I had the two vodkas because I was trying to like psych myself out. Something about me was just, I, it wasn't my usual self and I did not feel good about anything I said. I said some of the fucking weirdest shit I've ever said to somebody and I don't know why. We were having a conversation before anything happened about how I had just gotten out of a relationship because I was explaining certain things. Why was I talking about that? I don't know. Then I started having a conversation literally right after we were finished. Like I hadn't even gotten off of him yet. And I was like, oh, that was good. Like what? Who fucking says something? Who fucking says something like that while you're still sitting on top of somebody that you barely even know? Oh, that was good. What are you talking about? What would you say otherwise? Were you going to point out that it wasn't? You should have just fucking said nothing and rolled over. What the fuck was I think? I swear to God, I am so off my game. I don't even know what to say to people. I don't know how to flirt. Like it's it's gone out the window. It's it's supposed to be like a muscle memory. Isn't it like riding a bike? I knew how to fucking have sex. I'll tell you that. But I couldn't remember how to be a normal person with a personality to properly flirt or properly interact with someone who I just had sex with. So that was fucking weird as shit. Needless to say, I barely ever talked to that person again. I literally was like still sitting on top of him. And I was like, oh, that was good. And he was like, yeah, there was a good vibe there. And I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes when you have sex with somebody for the first time, it could be like awkward or whatever. But that flowed really nicely. Flowed really nicely. Like he just read me a paper that he wrote. <laughs> like he just read me his college thesis or gave a speech for the company that we work for. And I was like, that flowed really nicely. It was really great. I liked the vibe. Like, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. So then I had an experience not too long after that, not the same day, because I'm not a super slut. A few days after that, that really proved my theory to myself about how I need some sort of connection, right? So I had a conversation with Hot Chocolate, who I haven't spoken to much. It turned into an argument because I saw him because I had to drop off the rest of the stuff that he had left behind. He had a few boxes and a few things here. So I dropped it off. I helped him move his shit in. And we had a conversation outside of my car for like an hour. Nothing about relationships, nothing serious, just like bullshit catching up because we hadn't spoken much. That rolled into text. The conversation was about how it was comforting and weird to see him because there's like a distance there that I've never felt before because we are, we were always so close and so connected and we were together. So there's certain like reflexes that you can't act on anymore, right? Like there's certain things that just feel like second nature when we're having a conversation or I walk by him to like be affectionate or like touch him or whatever that you're just not going to do. And I haven't really seen him since he moved out. So I didn't understand in my head that whole thing and every time i would like think of something that i would do i would be like oh you know like i don't think he realized that that was happening in my head but i was very conscious of it and it made me realize that i felt a distance between us while we were having a conversation like a like a separation it felt like oh we're really not together anymore like i can't treat this person like we're in a relationship because we're not 
So that was interesting and weird to me. So I told him that it was both comforting and weird to see him. And he agreed. We were having a fine conversation. It spiraled into an emotional conversation because I was feeling some type of way. And then it turned into a borderline argument. And then it was fine. So I'm just like driving around. I stopped by the water on my way home. I saw an Applebee's <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go sit at the bar and have a beer because I need some alcohol in my system because it's been too much emotions today. I saw him. I dropped the stuff off. We had a conversation, rolled into texting. Then there was an argument. Then there was fine. It was like too much for me to process that day. And I was feeling some type of way. So I go to the bar. I have a beer. I'm there for like maybe a half an hour. I come out to my car. I start my car. I grab a cigarette. Now I'm standing outside of my car smoking a cigarette. Some guy pulls up in a white truck next to me, gets out of the car. He's very cute. He walks over to like the woods. We're in like the back of Applebee's. There's like all these trees. He walks over to like the woods trees and starts peeing. And then he comes back to his car, goes in his car. He lights a cigarette and he starts talking to me out of nowhere. Now he's very cute and I am very intrigued by this conversation. So we were standing there talking. For like a solid 30 minutes, we were talking about music. I was telling him about all the stuff I do. I was showing him Rufus Dussault because anywhere I go, I'm doing Rufus Dussault promo. We were having this conversation and then it was cold that night. And after a while of standing out there, he was like, oh, do you want to sit in the car? And I was like, hmm, could he be someone that might kill me? (laughs) Is he going to knock me out, punch me in the face and I'll wake up tied to a chair in a room? Maybe. But if that happens, maybe I'll enjoy it. (laughs) So we sat in the car. We were talking for a while. And then we were like violently making out. And I was probably hanging out with him, talking and making out in the car for like an hour. We exchanged like Instagrams and shit. And then I left and I was like, this was really fun. And he was like, yeah, it was fun. And we talked about hanging out again. And I was telling him about how my house was by the water and I walked down to the water in the nice weather. And he was like, oh, you should invite me over. We'll walk to the water and smoke a joint. And I was like, yes. So that happened so organically. So by accident, just me stopping for a beer. And then this random person started a conversation. It wasn't on any of these bullshit apps with these fucking weird ass sketchy people. It wasn't like gross. It wasn't over the top. It was like cute and sweet. And again, like I don't think I'm going to date this person, but this is what I'm talking about. Having a conversation and like laughing together. And I enjoyed his sense of humor for the first few minutes that we were standing outside the car. I enjoyed the conversation. We talked about things that we had mutual interest in. It flowed nicely. That is what I'm talking about as far as a connection, right? Like this is someone that I want to ride into the sunset (laughs) because there's something about him I like, right? That was the perfect example of what I was talking about and totally proved my point to myself. And now I've realized in experiencing that after I had already thought about it, that I am absolutely not accepting anything less than that because that would feel, which I don't know because I haven't had sex with him yet, but I'm pretty sure that would feel more fulfilling if it was just a hookup than what I did before. You know what I'm saying? Like there was something there and there's like a, there's an understanding of each other's personalities. So I feel like with that person, even if I did say something weird and awkward because I'm off my game, it wouldn't make me feel any type of way. Like I feel like I would just laugh about it. And then I would say something like, uh, I've been so off my game and can't even flirt anymore because I'm so used to being in a relationship that I don't think that would feel weird because I've already established some sort of 
rapport with that person. You know, like that feels more natural and more exciting to me. So I'm open to that. I'm not open to what I did before even though it was kind of fun. Also, I think I'm just going to start a business because I saw on Twitter, Twitter will just market you porn of people that you don't follow because there's just like people making porns all over Twitter. OnlyFans people will promote their shit on Twitter and it'll just come up on your feed the way shit you're on Instagram and you're like, I don't fucking follow this shit. How did this get on my feed? Same thing with Twitter, but it's like dicks pounding, whatever it is. Could be a girl, could be a boy, could be both. Who knows these days? So I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see this guy jerking off onto a pair of his underwear and he literally all over his underwear and there's a caption saying that you can buy it okay you can buy a pair of underwear from him that's been jizzed on for 50 fucking dollars it's a pair of calvin kleins do i think he spent anywhere near 50 dollars on those calvin kleins no i think he went to tj maxx and bought the three pack of the bullshit reject calvin kleins and he's jizzing all over those he's paying 14.99 for the three pairs of those underwear and he is making $50 off of each of them. That is a serious profit margin. I thought to myself, I don't know how I didn't think of this. I don't know how we didn't start this business when my ex was living here. Okay. Do you know how many jizzed on articles of clothing slash towels slash whatever were around this house with two men between jerking off and having sex all the time? Do you know how many jizzed on items were in this house? I'm doing it for free a couple times a day anyway. I might as well jizz on a pair of fucking underwear and make $50. But then, then you, have, you have to entice people, you know? You have to post the shit. You have to post you jerking off onto the underwear. I, I can post the ass pics. I won't post jerking off on the underwear. I'll post the ass pics. And see, here we are. Light bulb. Woo. Imagine being the fucking loser who pays for a jizzed on pair of underwear. Who the fuck is buying this shit? Who is sitting in their house looking at this ad thinking, you know what I really need? You know what I want to spend $50 on this week? A jizzed on pair of underwear. What are you doing with that jizzed on pair of underwear? How long are you going to keep it before you throw it out? That's disgusting. You people are fucking sick in the head. Something is wrong with you people if you are buying someone's used underwear, weird-ass bitch. Jizzed on fucking Calvin's for $50. Unbelievable. What a racket. So the moral of the story today <laughs> is be careful what you do post-breakup when you are diving back into the sexual bond because it's either going to be great or you're going to be left feeling unfulfilled. If you are the kind of person who is like me and is feeling like you need something more than just something random, not quite a relationship, not necessarily a consistent friends with benefits, but at least some sort of connection to someone before you do the things you do. Listen to that, you know? Second moral of the story, if you are in a relationship, stop getting on apps to talk to boys and suck dick on the low, okay? Break up with your girlfriend, in the words of Ariana Grande, because you're bored experiment with your sexuality, figure yourself out, but do it single and alone, unless you're being honest. I don't know how that works with open relationships and when it comes to now you're crossing over the boundaries of sexuality, but if you're not being honest, don't fucking do it, you piece of shit. It's bad karma and something is going to come back to slap you in the fucking ass and not in the gay way that you're looking for. <laughs> Moral of the story number three, LA Fitness... <laughs> can go fuck himself instead of everyone else. And moral of the story number four that I didn't talk about is I'm fucking sick of all 
of these celebrities who are doing dinner meals, whatever the fuck they call it, at fucking fast food restaurants, McDonald's. Um, um, what's the one Megan the Stallion did? Love her to death, not hating on Megan the Stallion. Whatever she did with the sauce, okay, at the fucking chicken restaurant. I'm tired of this shit. Cardi B and Offset at McDonald's. Sweetie, who the fuck gives a shit about Sweetie? I am sick of this shit. When you go to a fast food restaurant that I don't really go to, but you see the fucking commercial and there they are on the screen promoting their fucking number four with Cardi and Offset. Big Mac number four, Cardi and Offset's faces. Why? What is the point of putting Cardi B on the box of a Big Mac? Who's buying that shit that isn't already buying that shit? Who is sitting in their house going, you know what I should do? I should go to McDonald's and get that box, the number four Big Mac, with Cardi B and Offset's fucking faces on it. You're an idiot. And lastly, moral of the story number five is if you are going to post videos of you with your no limbs, running around the track with your new bionic legs and arms. Please provide context somewhere on your Instagram profile as to how you lost those limbs so I know whether to call you an idiot or to feel sorry for you. Thank you. Have a good day. As usual, if you're not following me on Instagram, that's absolutely crazy. It's at Mickey Not The Mouse. If you're not following the podcast Instagram, it's at Pulse Pounding. If you are not leaving a five-star review and you keep coming back here to listen to these episodes, you are absolutely a hater and a bitch. So please leave a five-star review. And if you are on a streaming service where you can write something nice, write something nice about my aspects. <laughs> Have you seen them? All right. See you next week, hoes. 